Welcome to the Conscious Cup Podcast, where we sip on what inspires change and have thought-provoking conversations that will hopefully leave you inspired. I'm your host, Simone Pahani, and I'm here to take you on a journey of the socially conscious mindsets of people from various walks of life, all seeking to make a difference in the world. In each episode, we dive deep into the issues that matter from social justice, mental health, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. Together, we'll explore the power of conscious choices and the impact they have on our world. Get ready to engage in conversations with inspiring guests, hear their stories, and uncover actionable insights. It's time to fill our cups with knowledge, compassion, and the motivation to make a difference. Hi, I'm Simone Espahani, and I'm your host for the Conscious Cup podcast. Just to tell you guys a little bit about myself, I was born in Colorado Springs, and I grew up in the Netherlands, Australia, and Hawaii. I moved out to LA for college, and that's kind of where my story begins for my business, Social Brew. So before we get into that, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about my upbringing. And so I'm biracial. My dad is from India, and my mom is from Eeyore originally. And so for me, I grew up just kind of amongst a variety of different cultures. The school I went to was this amazing American international school in Holland. And for me, yeah, I really feel like I was privileged to be exposed to a lot of different backgrounds very early on in my childhood. And my parents, they've always been about giving back and serving others. And so that too really contributed to how I want to run my business and the type of person I want to be. And my parents decided to start a family foundation when I was quite young called the Master's Peace Foundation. And we did various service works in Romania and India and just seeing where we could assist. And they really taught my sister and I just how to show up and how to listen to people, listen to the community, what are the needs. And how can we practically help? And so I really learned the value of listening to other people very early on. That's something I try to emulate now in my life, and especially on this podcast too. Yeah, I'm really excited to jump into kind of my story and how, yeah, my upbringing has really shaped me and how I use that in my business. So my business is called Social Brew. And when I was in college, a little while ago, <laughs> I went to Biola University, which is in La Mirada, California. And I remember it was probably my freshman year or so. And one of my friends brought me to this talk. And my campus was having this awareness week on human trafficking. And to be honest, I had never really been exposed to the issue. And for me, it was just kind of all new. And so I went to this talk with her. And I kid you not, by the end of the talk, I was sitting at the edge of my seat. And I was just kind of hanging on every word. And I remember she said this thing at the end. She said, once you hear, you can't unhear. And for me, something about that just really stuck. It really resonated. So that's kind of where my story began with this, my mission and vision for Social Brew. So Social Brew in a nutshell 
is an e-commerce coffee company. We also do Hawaiian flavored pancake mixes and we sell primarily Hawaiian coffee beans. We donate 50% to fighting human trafficking. For me, like in Hawaii, a lot of people call it talk story when they're connecting with other people. And I feel like coffee is such a great connector no matter where you go or travel to in the world. And so that was very obvious to me as I was sitting with my dad having coffee in Waikiki at that coffee shop when I first came up with this idea. And so, yes, we started online and I'm hopeful that one day I'll have a brick and mortar and be able to employ survivors and that it would be more of a coffee experience, you know, for people. And so right now I kind of want to tell you a little bit about the two nonprofit partners I have. One of them is called Ho'olanapua, which means in Hawaiian, new life for our children. And what they do is they combat child sex trafficking on the island. And the money I donate specifically goes to their Pearl Haven program. And they are able to use it as a rehabilitation center for survivors. And they have equine therapy, they have cooking classes, they have schooling, you name it. They have just created this incredible center for these survivors to heal from their trauma. And so, which I think is super important, there needs to be more of them. And unfortunately, there's there's not enough of them. So yeah, and my other nonprofit partner is Beautiful Feet Wellness. And she has been working with survivors for a long time in the Denver metro area. She's been mentoring survivors and she herself is a fitness instructor. And so she does yoga with these survivors and sort of body somatic therapy, which is kind of a niche. It's something that a lot of people don't know much about. But if anyone has read the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van Kolk, it talks a lot about how we store our trauma in our bodies and that we need to find a way to release that. So she really works with them on various fitness practices, but also teaches them about nutrition and wellness and how to take care of themselves. Because if you can imagine once you've been through something traumatic and you just, even if it's not human trafficking per se, but if you've been through something traumatic, you can imagine, okay, how do I deal with this moving forward? Because the healing is never really done. And so it's just kind of learning these different rhythms. And I think self-care is so important before you can really care for other people in your life. And so I really love what both of them do. And they're really important to me and especially spotlighting nonprofits that maybe a lot of people don't know much about. Because there's just so many people in this space that are doing amazing work. So that's really my mission and vision for Social Brew. And so I left there and I remember we were just talking about, wow, I can't believe this is such a big issue, especially in the United States. I really thought it was kind of when I first heard the term, okay, modern day slavery, like that's something that is happening elsewhere in some third world country. It's not something that's happening right here in my backyard. And boy, was I wrong about that. So I started just researching as much as possible. And something about it just really captured my my attention and my heart. And just reading story after story, listening to various 
speakers on the issue and various change makers in this area, talking to federal agents, watching documentaries, volunteering with different anti-trafficking nonprofits and doing internships is really where my passion kind of came alive and started to take shape. And so my senior year, I actually got the opportunity to turn passion into action. And I co-led a trip to India with a friend of mine to work with survivors. And, you know, it sounds cheesy to say, but I really feel like my life was changed from that point on. I was like, okay, this is something I know I want to be involved with. I don't know where I fit into the equation. Most people hear about the rescue side and they think it's knocking down doors and taking people out of these situations or out of brothels or whatever. But that does happen. But that is not the only part. And I like to even talk about it rather than victims, the calling them survivors. And so for me, it really humanized these large statistics I had heard about. And so yeah, for me, that trip was really impactful and life changing. And I came back just with even more of a fire to want to do something about this. And in my time at Biola, I also had the opportunity to be involved and be exposed to kind of business, the business world and the business side of things. My dad has always been an entrepreneur and has worked in the tech world and kind of climbed the corporate ladder and made a name for himself. And so it's kind of in my blood, <laughs> but I was you know, really rejecting that for a while because I, I just didn't really see myself in that space. I was like, I really want to, you know, just work with people just one on one. And what does that look like? And so I was back home in Hawaii for spring break, my last semester of college, getting close to graduation. And my dad and I, we always love to just try different coffee shops and that's kind of how we connect. And so we were sitting at this new coffee shop in Waikiki. And he was like, okay, what do you think you want to do next? Like, what is your next step? What are you passionate about? You know, and for me, I was like, well, I'm interested in business side, but I have this passion with human trafficking awareness. I don't know how to combine the two. And so I just decided, okay, like, what if I opened a coffee shop and I could employ survivors? create sustainable job opportunities. Like maybe that would make a difference. And as we're having this conversation, our brainstorming this idea, and I had no idea this was going to go anywhere at the time. I just thought, wow, this could be cool someday once I get enough experience. And I think that's where a lot of people, the story ends for them with their dreams because they go, someday I'll do it when I have enough money, when I have enough experience when I have enough support. But I feel like I am an example of that. You know, you should just go for it if you can, of course. But I really feel like if I listened to that voice in my head, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So I actually did table the idea for a little while. I ended up graduating, didn't have a job <laughs> to jump into ended up falling ill and dealing with a lot of health issues at the time. And 
that really was a point, a really low point in my life. And I really thought, okay, like, what do I have to offer? And I ended up eventually getting a part-time job at a startup and did not love that. (laughs) And half of our team ended up getting laid off during the pandemic. And so I was kind of back to square one. You know, what do I want to do? What do I have to offer? And I remember just having this conversation again with my dad and he was like, remember social brew, (laughs) you know, maybe you want to consider that again. And I thought, no, I don't have enough experience. I feel like I barely have a resume because of this couple year gap, you know, in my life dealing with health stuff. And so I thought, no, I don't think that's it. Just again, like many people looking for jobs online in a really tough time. And eventually, through seeing my sister start her own business and decide to just go for it, I was inspired again. And my dad just kept mentioning it here and there, you know, you should really consider it. And, you know, I can help you with the business plan and you can do this. And so for me, my faith is also really important to me. And so, I just took a little bit of time to kind of ground myself and pray about it. And I decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try. You know, if it goes terribly wrong, you know, at least I said, okay, I tried. Maybe revisit this down the line, but all I can do is try. Right. And I was like, this is either the best time or the worst time to start a business because it felt like the whole world was burning down. And it was just a really stressful time for everyone. And so I just decided, okay, let me just go for it. Start with the business plan, see how I'm going to lay this out. And I decided, you know, a storefront was not the way to start. So I decided to start with e-commerce and I launched in October of 2021 online and I'm still online, but now I've expanded to a couple of hotels and stores and it's just taking shape in ways I never could have imagined. And so for me, I think the core of this, this podcast is I want people to know that you don't need to have it all together to do something meaningful with your life, that we all have something to offer and you just need to take the first step, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways. I like to tell myself. So, yeah, I hope that you gain some new insights by listening to the guests I'll have on. And it'll just start that process of you thinking, okay, what am I passionate about? And how can I use this to help others? Because I truly believe when we help other people, we're always getting back more than we give. And it really can grow us and shape us into the person that we want to be and that maybe we never thought was possible. So please follow along and like and subscribe the Conscious Cup podcast and follow us at Brew on Instagram if you want to just be a part of that community and yeah, check us out. Thank you. That's a wrap for this episode of the Conscious Cup Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained valuable insights into creating positive change. Let's carry the momentum from these conversations into our everyday lives, embracing the messy of our human condition and releasing ourselves of the lie that we need to have it all together. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Conscious Cup podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave us a review. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more like-minded individuals. Stay connected with us on social media for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and opportunities to engage with our community. You can find us on Instagram at SipSocialBrew. Thank you for joining us as we explore the various ways people are moved to affect positive change. Until next time, keep sipping on knowledge, compassion, and know that you can make a difference wherever you find yourself. Mm-hmm.